Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I have been friends for a very long time at WGN. Yeah, we started here in the 90s. I produced Bob Collins and Roy Leonard. And I produced Spike and Cochran. So we spent our 20s as wing women for each other, and it didn't work out very well. But then it did, and we found the right guys, and we stood up in each other's weddings. And then we had babies within weeks of each other, and we went from producers to reproducers. We make it look which brings us to this podcast we want to talk about topics that intrigue us and you and provide some knowledge to other average parents we're average we're not experts so we'll tackle these topics with people who know what they're doing yeah we get the experts and i fully expect to embarrass myself along the way yeah i'm pretty sure we already have so welcome to apparently we make it look We have a lot of cool fathers who listen to the podcast, and we wanted to share the microphone with them on this Father's Day episode. Sure. So we asked our Facebook page, uh-parent-lee, for listeners to share some dad moments, whether it's advice their dads gave them or advice they give their own children, or maybe just a favorite memory. We wanted to hear it. And um, I wanted to start, if, yeah. I, if I don't, if you don't mind. No, not at all. Um, I was thinking about this when I was driving to the studio, and um, one of the things that, as we celebrate Father's Day that I think about with my dad is that he has this undying willingness to be there. He is, I am 46 years old and my dad can just deliver still to this day. And without, without hesitation, he is a yes. Yes. Tracy, what can, how can I help you to the point where, um, Doug was traveling. This is one memory that I have of my dad. Um, my my husband was traveling, and you know we take the garbage out every Monday for pickup and so on. And it was summer, and it was a it was a hot summer. Not to start off this whole episode with um, something very um, gross, yucky, but um, so the garbage can had an issue in it, and it was really disgusting. And I think I you li- have to say what it was. <laughs> Uh, it was riddled with maggots. Oh. And it was so disgusting that I could barely wheel it out to the curb because I knew something foul was going on. And I'm 45, well, now I'm 46, but I called my dad who lives in Wisconsin. <laughs> my husband's out of town. And I said, Daddy, do you, do you think you could come help me? And he's like, what's the matter, honey? I was like, there's something wrong in the trash can and I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. Okay, honey, I'll be right there. Yep. And he literally drove from Wisconsin. Not like, I don't think he got right in the car, but he literally came down to the rescue like he always does. My dad, I love my dad so much. He came to my rescue. And that's just one example of something that my dad did. And you try to explain that to your kids, like how much you love them and stuff. And you don't really get it until you're older. And then, and then it sort of hits you, and then you have kids, and then you're like, "Wow, wow!" Yeah, you and, don't you don't even know how much you can love someone until you are on. I think when you're sandwiched between generations, right? Yes. Where, yeah. And I see how my dad is as a grandpa with my mm-hmm. kids, and it's just really special. And I love him, and you know, there are so many things he's just swooped in 
you know, you know, I have my husband too, and he swoops in too. But there's a he's special, a swooper. <laughs> but there's a special place for my dad, and that was uh, just something I thought of when I thought about this episode today. I want to say that if there were maggots in my garbage can, I would have called your dad too. <laughs> also, your dad has come to my rescue a couple times. I was moving, and a glass shelf broke. And your dad delivered a glass shelf to me because he was a guy who made glass shelves. Um, Also, right after Sophie was born, I was going to share this memory with you. Um, I was at your sister's house. I think we were all there. And I was drinking wine like I was on fire and uh, (laughs) because I was making up for lost time. And your dad quietly said to me, remember, Anne, it's a journey, not a destination. Sounds like my dad. And I think of that every time I drink now. I still I still enjoy the journey and the destination. But anyway, yeah, your dad is a total mensch. Yes, he's awesome. Yep. So speaking of awesome dads, should we go to the phones and, and talk to some of our favorites? Sounds good. Okay. One of my favorite dads is Kurt Vandra, formerly a, of the uh, Kathy and Judy show, producer. Yeah, I think I know him. Yes, I think you do, Anne. <laughs> So, Kurt, are you there? I am. Hi, guys. I thought this was a show for average parents. After hearing about Tracy's dad, I don't know that I'm in the right oh, place. No. <laughs> no, you are way up there, Kurt. Uh, Kurt Kurt, and, uh, and all of us have been friends for a very long time. So um, you are an uber dad, Kurt, and I, I love you. And so I wanted to see if you wanted to come on today and share something. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, and I was thinking about... Um, you know, because it first started off with, well, think of a moment, a good moment, or your favorite moment of you as a dad. And then I thought, well, I'd really rather talk about my dad. And um, I was trying to think of maybe there's a moment that bridged both. And I remember a couple of summers ago, uh, my my dad raised me to be a Packers fan. He brought me up to Green Bay one time, and this was back in the 80s. And I just fell in love with everything there that was football, a whole town dressed up in green and gold. And so I know it's not a popular thing around here, these parts, nope. uh, but I've been a staunch Packers fan ever since. And so my son knows that um, that half of my wardrobe is green and yellow, and, <laughs> and my license plate reflects Packers love and um, all that. And so he was excited at some point to say, when can we go? When can we go? And so uh, I called my dad and said, maybe there'd be a time where the three of us could all go to a game. So we picked out a preseason game a couple of years back and got to head up. And I took this picture that, um, man, it's just, it, it almost gets me choked up when I just even look at it because it's my son on one side and then my dad on the other side, each of them with their Packers shirts on and Lambeau field in the background and smile on their faces. Uh, it, actually, it's from behind, which is oh. interesting because normally it's, yeah, it's the, it's the faces, right? That normally, but I know what they look like, so <laughs> so so that that part's okay. But to see them and to see their actually, Jake's got uh, my son. Jake has his has our last name on the back of his shirt. Mm-hmm. And my dad is my dad, and so um, getting to see them and just knowing that that's something that you know it might be unpopular around the Chicago area to be a Packers fan, but it's something that we've all got in common. And my son just loved the trip. He fell in love with the Packers too. So we'll have another generation of green and gold too. Um, But to be able to share that, I think it meant a lot. I know it meant a lot to me, obviously. I think it meant a lot to my dad that 
I'd say, hey, why don't we all go? And then he got to see the appreciation the first time, first time you experience something, anything, whatever age you are is a big deal. And to be able to see that through somebody else's eyes, especially your grandsons, I know that that was uh, a big moment for him too. So it was just, it was just a good family moment. Hey, Kurt, how does your daughter feel about the Packers? She's not as big. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> a few years before that, there was a, uh, uh, when the Packers and the, uh, and the, the what's that Chicago team? The Bears. Played in the, <laughs> the White Sox? Uh, playoffs. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, that When they played in the playoffs for the winner to go to the Super Bowl, and the Packers ended up winning, and of course I was highly invested in the game, and my daughter, who was three yeah. at the time, uh, didn't, nobody even knew the game was on. And then after the game was over, she suddenly stopped. She was walking through the room, and she stopped in her tracks, and she said, did, did the Bears lose? And that she even knew that the game was over was that that might have been the extent of her football knowledge. knowledge? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, they lost. The Packers won. And then she said, the Packers are horrendous. And she burst out bawling and ran out of the room. And my being the uber dad, as Tracy said, uh, said, hey, this would be a great moment to catch on video. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> at her at her panicky, uh, frantic worst. And so we recorded that and that video kind of got some national attention. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, and, but for whatever reason, that was it was at that, I, I know the precise moment my daughter decided she was a Bears fan. <laughs> um, I've scarred her for life with some internet fame with a, with a video that went around after that, but she still says she likes the Bears, but in her quiet moments, she'll say, it's just because you like the Packers and I like to tease you. Oh, right. <laughs> as you do, yes. Yeah. <laughs> some innocent teasing, that's okay. Well, thank you for sharing the memories, Kurt. We, uh, there's nothing like hanging out with your dad. There's nothing, and now you get to have a son who's going to say the same thing about you. Boy, I sure hope so. I yeah, hope thank you, get... you guys for doing this episode and for letting me be part of it. This is very exciting. Thank you, Kurt. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Let's hear now from uh, one of our Facebook commenters, Rob Crisell. Um I actually know Rob from college days. Uh, he is a writer. He just put together a book for his own son. It's about uh, wisdom from poets and Shakespeare, the Bard. It's so cool. Wow, how appropriate on Father's Day. Exactly. So, <laughs> so Rob, uh, tell us what. And again, we're saying you know best advice. You got advice from your dad. You give it to. Your, tell yeah. us your tell us your dad moment. Well, yeah, my father was definitely, um, as many fathers are, a sort of a habitual advice giver. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess my, his top three, and the number one by far is the same piece of advice I give my own son now, and I asked him before this interview, what is the one piece of advice, and he confirmed it, which is never complain, never explain, which I found out was um, is attributed to Benjamin Disraeli, but um, has been used probably by fathers and mothers for thousands of years, and that was, I think, the most important piece of advice my father gave me. So never complain, I get, never explain. Does that mean, like, don't make excuses for yourself? I, I think that's it, and sometimes I think that, that can just be rendered, don't make excuses. And, and it's a tricky one because sometimes you have good reason to explain why, you know, something bad happened or, or why you failed at something. And, and mostly this is for kids because everyone who's raised a kid knows that they're full of excuses, and some of them are good, and some yeah. of them are bad. My father took the took the position that it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. 
don't do it at all. I don't want to hear it, and I won't have any patience for it. Just, you know, do your best, and um, that's good enough for me. And so that that was always a very powerful lesson for me. But when someone says do your best, you can take it both ways. You can say, yeah, he's going to love me no matter how I do, or you can take it as, oh, now, now I have to be the best, or I have to right. do well. Exactly. Right. And, 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 you know, depending on how your parents raise you, you know exactly what it means when they say do your best. It means do the best job that we know you are capable of doing, and we will know if you are not doing your best job because we know you better than you know yourself. And so <laughs> most people... That's how I would take it. I'd say that's really good advice. Also, I'm going to use that now. Good. And Rob, <laughs> g- give us a, a quick uh, overview of the book that you just uh, put together for your son's graduation. Oh, sure. Sure. You know, I just, uh, as a Shakespearean and somebody who's loved Shakespeare for many years and has been an actor, I decided to, to write this book that I'm calling The Bard's Book of Wisdom, which is tips for teens on... Uh, on how to live a wiser, happier life from Shakespeare and his friends. So basically, it's a, taking a big quote from Shakespeare and then matching it with a with a piece of advice. In this case, for example, never explain, never complain, and then putting it together with with a Shakespeare quote that is similar. And I, you know, my son is graduating from high school, and like so many fathers, <laughs> um, I felt like, hey, I'm going to lay it all out there. And it's good for me to, to have this in writing for myself, and, and it'll be good for him even if he doesn't get around to reading it for, you know, 10 or 20 years. <laughs> so that's what I've, I've done for him. It's beautiful, and um, I know this is just for him right now, but if it becomes available, let us know, because... Um, oh, thank you. I, I'm submitting it to publishers, and so right now I'm just privately printing, and uh, you know, 25 copies for my son and his friends and a few people. But absolutely, and, and Tracy, I will send you a copy of my privately printed one and then hopefully some you know forward thinking publisher out there decides to to take it on exactly. <laughs> we'll have you back on the show you can be the author yeah absolutely <laughs> hey i'd love that i appreciate it and thanks so much for for having me on your show i'm gonna check it out now all right well thank happy you Happy father's day yeah happy father's day oh thank you thank you very much and happy belated mother's day to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thank Rob. You, Rob. All right. Take care. Take Thank care. You. Bye. All right. Up next on the phone, we have Scott Ford. Um, Scott has, I think, a six-year-old. Scott, how, how old is she? She's uh, two weeks going to be six. Okay. So over five and a half. Yeah. And by the way, that really matters, too, right? You know, when you're five and a half, right? <laughs> you have to give the half. Yes, for sure. Um, so you weighed in um, on Facebook about some advice you've given your daughter. Also, if you have advice from your dad, but, you know, we're just trying to celebrate fathers. This is our Father's Day episode. So tell us what you uh, what you would like to share with us as a dad. Absolutely. You know, I got to say, first of all, if you would have told high school, Scott Ford, that uh, Ann Johnson would have asked for his phone number and then called him, <laughs> he never, never would have believed it. Never. <laughs> This is quite the privilege. I'm so I'm going to be pranking you later. <laughs> all right, all right, good. Uh, you know, here here's I think the biggest thing. I've got a lot of dad advice. Now I'm definitely not saying my advice is correct, but I know because I I make a lot of mistakes as we all do. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing that you could do is just make yourself available to your child. And um, I've heard it before, and I think it's very true that. It, ch- children spell love with T-I-M-E, and that's really what it comes down to. Hmm. 
is just going, you know, making sure you're available. There's times, obviously, and I'm, I'm speaking to all of us. This isn't generalized to the fathers. It's everybody. But, you know, you get home from work. You know, I worked in Indiana, but I, uh, or I, I uh, live in Indiana, but work in Chicago. And the, the drive is relatively close, but it's a long drive because of the traffic. So mm-hmm. I'm in, I mean, just one way, it's an hour and a half. So oh, over oh three goodness. hours a day just in the car. You get home, the last thing you want to do is go play dolls, but I also know the importance of picking up a Barbie doll and playing dolls with my daughter and giving her that attention and giving her that time because I also think later in life, it, you're going to pay for it if you don't do that. So I think the biggest thing is just it's just making yourself available. Even a lot of times you don't want to, but you just force yourself to do it and, and, just, and, and just be there and, and offering life lessons constantly. I'm always doing that. I agree wholeheartedly. T-I-M-E, I like that. Yeah, love is spelled T-I-M-E. Also, Scott, you uh, mentioned at some point th- um, the lesson about girls being heroes, not just being victims, the whole Disney thing. Tell me about that. Yeah, when it, I thought this was interesting. Um, I'm always making sure my daughter understands the importance of being a strong woman. And I noticed that, you know, especially not so much now. I think a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, the Disney's and, and all these uh, movies that are being cranked out, they understand the importance of, like, uh, female lead roles. And I think that's very important. I think that's great. Uh, specifically, probably, in like, when we were growing up, a lot of the times, and, and before that, of course, it was always the hero knight saving the, the damsel in distress. And she was basically, like, she, she couldn't do anything unless the man was there to save her. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed that when I was playing with my daughter a lot, I would be, you know, Prince Eric, and she would be... Uh, uh, Ariel. You know, yeah, sure, Ariel, whoever it might be. And um, they didn't always match up with the movies, though. Oh, she's a, she's but, thinking um, outside the box. Thinking outside the box. But, yeah, it, and a lot of times she would always start with, save me, save me, save me. And then I corrected her every single time where I'd say, no, you don't need me to save you. you like, you either save yourself or... Many times I would switch it up and I would have her save me. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I never wanted to be in a position where she felt she needed a man to save her, where she could figure it out or I'd, I'd say, let's figure it out together. But I would never jump in and save her. So, That's awesome. And then after time, she, she knew that. Like she knew not to, to ask me to save her. She would just figure it out. Or again, I would put myself in a situation where she'd have to, she'd have to come save me. I love that. And I, I think you're correct. You know, when I started watching the Disney movies with my little, little ones, it was Sleeping Beauty and Snow White, and they had to be kissed, and they had to, you know, be awoken by the hero. But then you do get the Ariel who saves Eric, you get Rapunzel who saves, what's his name? Finn? Flynn? Uh, Finn Ryder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Brave. Brave, yep. She, right although, up. I don't like that one, because the, the movie pretty much says, if you turn your mother into a bear then it's okay just as long as you uh, say, I love you later. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you agree? Come on, dude. The mom was a bear. And by the way, like those movies, they have their place. And there's, there's, I think the message is good all around. Like you, you, sometimes you need a man to save you, but sometimes you need a woman to save you. Sometimes like, but if it's only you just need a man to save you, then yeah, I don't agree with that. But there's a place for all of it. You know, and, their stories, but yeah, sometimes they have a bigger impact than we think, and especially developing later on in life. And I want my daughter to understand she never has to rely or need a man. And the big thing, too, as far as like a, a, the father of a daughter, I don't ever want her to think like she has to look for a man's attention. I'm constantly giving her attention so she doesn't have to look for it from other men later in life. 
Well, that's that's really smart. Really smart. Happy uh, Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's oh. Day, Scott. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to prank call you later. All right. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Okay. Let's go to Sipiwe Kabaleka. Um, he weighed in on Facebook again, a-parent-lee, uh, about things his dad told him, and um, I cannot wait to hear about this. So tell us about your dad. Uh, well, my father... <clears throat> My father is an amazing man, and the reason why I say that is because I was raised by my father. It was from the time I was 10, it was just me and him. Um, So you don't always hear the stories about single fathers the way we do single mothers. Uh, And this was, you know, early 70s and 80s. We were the first black family lived in a white community. So it was it was difficult. It was a challenge. Uh, my father gave me a tremendous amount of opportunities to become the man that I am today. Amen. Yeah, and you you talked about witticisms, and you also uh, we should I should tell Tracy uh, Sipiwe is a fantastic swimmer. Did you go to the Olympics? No, I missed making the Olympic trials in 1992, and so that was the end of my career. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so tell us about your dad and the swimming thing, too, because that put you in a pretty big spotlight. Well, swimming is a, a tough sport for our parents because we have practice at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so my father would wake up at 4.30, drive me in 45 minutes to practice, wait for me, drive me back home, drop me off at school, leave work early in the afternoon, pick me up, drive me back 45 minutes to practice, wait for me, and then drive me home. And he did this every day till the time i graduated high school wow that's dedication and love for sure and then do you you think that affected who you became later absolutely um but you know i love talking about my father because first and foremost he never said a harsh word to me in ever i can't remember him ever saying a harsh word to me which always very patient very encouraging and yeah, he used to say these things all the time. He used to say, you know, if it's worth doing, then it's worth doing well. Mm-hmm. Always finish what you start, because if you don't, all you've done is practice being a quitter, and people won't, they won't trust you. They'll think you're flaky. If you don't do what you say you're going to do, you don't finish what you start, then um, you're, you're going to have a bad reputation. And for me, that was very important, because I stood out whether I wanted to or not just being in the community that I was, being the only black boy, and being in the sport of swimming, being one of the only black swimmers at the Mm -hmm. time. So my father took this approach that, hey, you're going to be in the spotlight, whether you want it or not. People are going to be looking at you. If you you cultivate habits or everything you do, you do to the best of your ability and you become excellent, it just gives them less and less ammunition to throw at you. Mm -hmm. And you have two little ones, right? I do. They are six and four. Oh, my God, really little. Uh, what do you tell them? Uh, I, try to, I try to be as good a father as, as my father. I try to um, be patient. Uh, I've already said a few harsh things to my kids. <laughs> I'm already not as good as my dad because, you know, you get frustrated, you get impatient. There's times you, you kind of forget that 
they're not on your level and they, they don't know what you expect. And, um, but I just, I try to do the same thing. I try to expose them to a lot of things, let them find what it is that resonates with them, give them opportunities, um, try to stay optimistic and positive and have fun regardless of what it is that we're doing. Um, and my father, he used to always tell me, this is one of his witticisms. He used to always say, you can never have too many feathers in your cap. Ooh. And I used to think that was the dumbest thing. I'm like, I'm not wearing a hat. I don't want, I'm not going to wear a hat with feathers. That's so, I used to think it was so stupid. But <laughs> what he meant by that was, again, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. So if you're going to do something, do it well. And when you do something well, right, you, you, you've, you've gained. You've, you've grown in skill. You've grown in knowledge. That's, that's a feather you can put in your cap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what he meant by that. He sounds like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> you do too, though. So that works out. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you so much, and I know that you all have fathers, so happy Father's Day to you as well. Thank you, Sapiwe. Uh, have a great day. All right. Take Bye-bye. Care. Wow, those are really cool dads. Yeah, I know. Aren't you, like, totally inspired by that? Y- yes, I am, just from those few phone calls. Um, that was really cool. So happy Father's Day to all of them. And I thought, I've already shared something, and I wondered if you had something you wanted to share. I do, and it's going to be a little hard. Um, I lost my dad a year ago, um, so I've been doing a lot of remembering of him. Uh, he was patient and kind and attentive. He was always cheering for whatever kid was doing something. Um, he was positive. Um, Your dad was awesome. Yeah, he was just a, he was just a storyteller and an, you know an Irishman, you know, a wonderful guy. The memory that keeps coming up, and it's a pretty insignificant one, but it, it, it keeps coming up to me. So. Um, when I was four or five, I was sitting at the kitchen table with my dad, and he was eating a sandwich with some type of meat and lettuce, so it crunched. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was so jealous of that crunchy sandwich, although I didn't like meat or lettuce. I only ate peanut butter and jelly. Uh-huh. And I told him I, I wanted my sandwich to crunch, and he said, okay. And he took my sandwich and fussed with it a little bit and brought it back to me, and I took a bite, and it crunched. And I said, what? How? How did what? he's a magician? Yeah, I'm like, how did this happen? And I looked inside, and he had put potato chips oh. in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> so that I could crunch. And so we sat, and it was like he was a wizard. And so we sat there at this table, and it's just at the smallest moment in we harmony. Sat, we, we just crunched together, you know. That's so special. Yeah. And so um, for the people who have their dads, Mr. Huvelman, um, Happy Father's Day, and. Uh, for those of us who don't, take a little time today to think about how much you loved your dad. Your dad was the best. Yeah, he was. Um, so was your dad. And next time I have a bucket full of maggots, I'm calling him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this episode, you know, we're just completely average parents doing an episode to celebrate dads. All the dads out there today. I hope you're all celebrating them, whether they're still with us or or not. Or not. And also our husbands. And Happy our Father's husbands. Day. Because they're, they're probably watching the kids right now. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, honey. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it for our Father's Day episode. Happy Father's Day, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm Tracy Weiner. I'm Ann Johnson. Thanks for listening. We make it look easy. We make it look easy.